This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Town, the most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Ruby and Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stuffer Schindler. A chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Ready for it? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to see the Hudders win away after three months. Uh, Town also overturned a deficit of going behind and winning a game for the first time in 30 attempts, spanning almost 13 months. So good job to Carlos and the boys. And uh, there's the Estrella at the top of the Takes That Chance Christmas tree. It's Cozy Bear. A little bit under wraps as we're still really in a test pilot phase. But should this go well, it'll be full steam ahead for the next few episodes. We got a booster on Saturday and then we got another one today. But- Treats. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing and I have some news. Uh, receive a town fan pack and a glass as a mid-season prize. Uh, and they've got some decent food on down there for their uh, from their local food trader. Pause, we've got pulled pork sandwiches, hash brown stacks, grilled halloumi and flat. Are you going to talk us through uh, this cartoon that's appeared on some Magic Rock uh, 24-inch pythons, doesn't he, on, the, uh, on this new T-shirt that's come out? A little bit alarming, I'll be honest. Between Magic Rock Town and, and Peter O'Toole, um, the the football shirt that they've they've designed, um, which is available. I think it'd make an absolutely cracking uh, third kit. Um, it's obviously done in the, the usual style of Magic Rock, with a quite um, I don't know much about art, but a few of us and just asked us to send some pictures in for his promotional material to assist him with that. So, you know, Magic Rock seem really getting involved at the moment with town stuff, which is which is great. Uh, okay, so of this game. Uh, but one man who didn't miss the game was uh, the man back from Spain, and that's Mr. Cozy Bear. Uh, how did you see this game? So 
Uh, good mental strength to come from behind, especially after... Proper uh, spitting the dummy out after the game as well. So that was sweet. But yeah, fantastic. In classic town, Nutton makes absolutely no sense. It pays my wages working for Nutton. I think our game, most people, Bristol on a decent run at home, but it was our day and we won to it. And a certain uh, Mr. Neil Wayne and... Uh, because I was just stunned how much space they were giving us, Bristol. We were rampaging forward. It, this were like nothing I've ever seen for some weeks. And uh, I think it's moment. But again, it's kind of going to be education for him on his first kind of season with the big boys. But And again, body blow, disappointing. I mean, place don't go in. So, But then after that, fantastic. And, and our front three were sensational. Sinani, Holmes, and especially Ward. And... They couldn't cope with us. We were rampaging forward so much. And you're watching that thinking, yeah, the game's kind of done. It went past 80 minutes. Obviously, we have a stoppage for the uh, you know, the carry-on, which we'll come on to later on. And uh, But just fantastic. And, yeah, don't know where it came from that because the comments again were just polar opposite to that. We were uh, vibrant. We were fast. We looked a good side and uh, great win. Um, Pause. what do you reckon? Um, good save or bad miss? I, I'd go good save. Dan Bentley, it's one of those Alex Smithies type penalties where he's pointing, isn't he? You know, you're going that way and I save really despite the height on that. I think it's a, a cracking save from Dan Bentley. Yeah, I think the penalties main, you know, the, the absolute bare minimum for us. It's a good penalty in it because it's gone in. You know, no one ever takes a good penalty. Um, sorry, no one ever takes a bad penalty that goes in. If it goes in, it's, it's classed as a good penalty. So for me, I'd go with you, Matt. Good, good save. Well, he'd, he'd set uh, Danny Ward up against Coventry and it's a, almost a carbon copy of that. That passing, um, Daniel Sanani had a, a bit of a drop off, didn't he? And then I think he's, he's been away with a, a illness or COVID, and he was back. It was it was good to see those three players really causing problems because those are the main outlets that we've got. And Dwayne's taken that goal really well, hasn't he? Pause. Anyone? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> finish. Sorry. Yeah. Pause. And finished well. Um, I think Sanani being in the team pushes everybody forward a little bit more, which probably allows Topolo that a little bit extra freedom down that left-hand side so you know long may that continue because when Carlos came in we heard about this attacking style on the left the home through the middle um, Ward always gives you that sort of work rate up front so it was, it was nice to, to watch and get about Carlos and you know the way that he plays and the way that he sets up so it's nice to almost get back to what we were kind of expecting. as well because he's, he's playing well at the moment he is like we know he's not going to you know get 20 goals on that as well but he was everywhere and and uh, it's, 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 again, it's a character-building test, isn't it? I mean, we haven't won away since like, in your main striker, really. Uh, this is a penalty. Heads can go. You know, they're still not playing really well and that as well. But we're absolutely fantastic as well. And uh, I'm really liking him at the moment, mate. I won't, uh, can't have him not. Uh, he's, he's been really, really good. And I think maybe, Matt, when we look back, and because obviously we've been critics of him as well, but what we really critics the team in the Football League paper in that article on Sunday, but... We have got players that, you know, on the day that are really good. The good thing is all three were just fantastic. You know what? It bears absolutely no... Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of words. It bears no... Just don't go to the game on stats against Blackpool and Bob. Top four are kind of wobbling at the moment as well. So, to me, it, people would look at it in the form table and stuff and Bristol's on like, I think that was just like a surprise, but... Can anything be a surprise in this ridiculous division? But Look out for uh, our uh, Christmas video, which is going to be re released on uh, Christmas Eve. Christmas, Christmas video. video released at Christmas. There you go. But who'd who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? <laughs> <laughs> the world come out again. 
feed the world come out again, didn't it? So yeah, maybe it could come back out again, man. Feed the ward, let him know we it's Christmas time day, towards the end. It's, it's It's been a bit of a theme, hasn't it, Poz, where the sort of last 20, 30 minutes of game, town tend to just retreat a little bit just to uh, try and hold on to what they've got. And I think there were shades of that again and town... I wouldn't say punished Bristol City scored to make it 3-2 in the 97th minute, which maybe made a few seconds a little bit uneasy than maybe what they would. And like Cosy says, maybe gave Bristol City a flattering flattering look to the scoreline as well. But um, one sort of incident, Cosy, and we'll bring this on to um, something you've got. And, and there's a little bit of an unsavoury bottle-throwing incident at Sauber Thomas who you know, did well to walk away from the situation and Dwayne sort of helped him de-escalate that, which was good from those two. Um, this seems to be, I'm not going to sort of start harassing Bristol City about this, but it just seems to be sneaking into football. I don't know if this is the lockdown, you know, people sort of with pent up aggression, anger with what's going on in the country and COVID at the minute. But there just seems to be a lot of this. You look at, you know, those, the chesties down the road have had three incidents in three weeks of homophobia, racism and throwing missiles and Bristol City, you know, everyone's at it. And, you know, it's, it's happening all over the country. You know, it's not just a a Bristol City thing, but this seems to be creeping in, doesn't it? And it's just something that you don't really, don't really want to see coming back, isn't it? Well, it's a strange incident, Matt, because uh, in one of those where you could see the bottle being launched, the Bristol City guy was absolutely melt on the commentary, by the way. You know, they were, God, he was questioning Dwayne Holmes' its character because of what Wayne Rooney was saying. Honestly, with that, I think he had an issue with us, but it was clear that there was something more bigger because... We went to the corner, obviously. I think Sinani, well, you know what, mate? We Gestures happened out there and that as well. It's not as if he slid into the Bristol City fans and that as well. But there were a gesture like you were crying and what have you and that as well. But that kind of got the edge yeah, going and that as well. And then obviously when it came back, it's like, but it, it escalated really quickly and stuff because there was more stuff getting thrown on. And I think the thing was that obviously we didn't know what was being said, but it was clear there was something more than just a few objects being thrown. And then, Obviously, it's come out about kind of the racist comments on that as well. And uh, I've tweeted today, and, and again, it, yeah, it's bad and, and it reflects society, I'm afraid, at the moment where you have got an, you know, some horrible people. And apparently, the guy is 62 years old who's kind of made these racist comments, which, Christ, it makes you think about his families and, and you know, his children, if he's got them, what they're going to be growing up. But, but mm. the best thing to come out of this is a fantastic, uh, if someone looks at my Twitter today, I've tweeted a Bristol post. So the guy who sorted the, uh, in fact, I want to read it out on that as well. So, Posse, you tr- talk a little bit about the incident and I'll come back with it. because it's Good to see you prepared, Cosy. It's quite heartwarming. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think you're right, Matt. I think this season at, at games, not not certainly not just towards players, but uh, in the crowd in general, there's probably been more incidents of trouble this season than I can remember in past 10 down at town. Certainly within the immediate vicinity, they had, when we played Hull, there were bottles being thrown mm. across yeah, yeah. the whole fans and then obviously town fans reality re- retaliated by chucking them back. There were there were trouble outside against West Brom. Um another couple of games has been it just seems to be a, a bit like you say, maybe that built up tension from everything else that's going on in the world and football I've always seen football as a little bit of an outlet to, to release stresses of the work you know, of your daily life. But you know, that that's to do in, in a different way than you know, trying to attack opposition fans and, and players, you know, you you shout and scream and you sing and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, to to try and throw a bottle at a player for whatever reason is is outrageous, really. And I think as fans, uh, you, players, I mean, it's tough when, you know, we've all stood up and abused a footballer because he's done something wrong or whatever. 
um, or perceived to be doing something wrong. But if that footballer then gives you a little bit back, you've got to be able to take that. You can't be a fan and say, well, I'm going to chant that this guy's an X, Y and Z. But if he gives me a little bit of grief back, he's in the wrong. You know, they're only people at the end of the day. Yeah, they're there to do a job and the professionals by the very nature of the name. But, you know, if I had 20,000 people calling me every name under the sun and I were winning 3-1, you know, I'd give them a little bit of banter back. And that's how it should be. It should just stay at banter. To, to start being racist or homophobic or, you know, violent by throwing bottles at players and stuff like that, it's, it's just bang out of order, really, isn't it? So this guy is an hero. He's called Leon Oaks. He's fantastic. He said here, I was there with my two children. I've got a boy and a girl, and I took three of their friends. So there, I was there with five kids. We sat near the front with the mascots, and it was a great day. Huddersfield scored their third goal, and the players came up to try to celebrate the goal. As soon as that happened, there was loads of racist abuse thrown their way. It was, get back to your own country, that sort of thing. We used the N-word. It was really, really shocking. At first, I did a double-take thinking, did I just really hear this? And then this voice shouted again for a second time. This is where it's brilliant, though, because he... This is where you sometimes lose your faith in humanity, but this guy, what a legend. I thought to myself, I've really got to do something about this. I turned to see where it come from, and if anyone was doing anything, but they weren't. Nothing was happening about it, so I sent the kids off together to go and get some sweets so they wouldn't be watching. I went up the steps about seven or eight rows back to where it come from. There was a group of blocks sat there, and I just said to the whole crowd in that area, and, and who would do this, to be fair? What a guy. He said, this came from one of you. I t- tell me who it was, and, and someone is going to tell me who it was and that as well. So they didn't say much, but I stood my ground and got a bit more forceful and said I would be taking them all out if necessary. <laughs> and, a few, and a few of them all pointed to one this guy in a check shirt and that as well. He didn't deny, he didn't apologise. He only said, well, they shouldn't be celebrating at our end, shouldn't they? Should they? I was amazed. 20 minutes before this, they were cheering on the black players on our team. And yet here he was shouting this. Everyone in this section heard it. Families, children, everyone. It was sickening. He said he looked around for the steward and, and one was standing nearby watching their argument. He was on his own. He looked reluctant to get involved. I said to him, if you don't get him out, I will. So he went over and soon five or six stewards came out and were discussing it with a while. They didn't seem that keen on acting. I didn't back down. I said, are you actually going to do something about this? Other people heard they say it was definitely him. And then there was all the commotion on the pitch and that as well. The police took my number and blah, blah, blah. But basically, it sounds like that, obviously, one hero who's looked bigger than his club, bigger than, than anything really, has gone in there and and done what most people want to do who would be intimidated. And I, it really pisses me off, does this? Because how many times do you see stuff like text? You, we get it at town, text 0782 thing and, and, mm. and which row you're on and stuff like that. And half the stuff just don't get done. And it's just like, to me, that, that this is kind of a standard thing that happened on Saturday, what he was saying, that the steward reluctantly getting involved. And I suppose you can't blame him, but this guy, we're bigger than that. And I just don't know, it makes me feel really sad. And such a strange incident. There's no real history of Bristol and other stuff, but again, it's just obviously someone can't take the result and that as well, but the basic stuff, so it needs to keep that out of the ground, but, but let's hope he gets a live band mate from Bristol City, because you don't want any people like that, but it just depresses you because he's probably got kids and grandchildren and stuff, and you wonder what they're going to be like, but we've all lost this shit. We're all getting mad. I mean, I didn't agree any of that James McLean stuff and that. I don't care what side of political you know, kind of religious views and that. So that was bang out of order with that for me that day against Stoke and that got stopped. But some people just think they can come into the ground and say what they want. And for me, they can't. And, and uh, yeah, it was an unfortunate incident. But I think I just wanted to highlight there, the positive really, the guy. Fair play to that guy. Uh, you know. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'd like, you know, it'd be nice. I know we're only doing the nice thing, but I don't know when we play him at, at home, could we, I don't know if he's coming up to watch, couldn't we 
Yeah, the the like I say, there's some absolute savage bell endry going on, isn't there, up and down up and down the country at football grounds at the minute. And it's good to know that, you know, decent people like him will challenge, you know, unacceptable behaviour like that. I, I'm not sure if I dare do it, to be honest. I don't know if I'm brave enough to do that. I'll, <laughs> but you know, it's good to see that people are, are challenging that and hopefully that guy gets what he deserves and that's not to see another Bristol yeah, uh, Bristol City game again. Yeah, did you see that? Uh, I don't know if you saw it the other week, Norwich and Manchester United. There's obviously the thin divide between the fans and that as well. And there were two guys, and honestly, again, they looked in the 50s and 60s doing the Munich thing. And it showed, again, a young guy on the video because it was good, like, again, kind of, I think Ian Wright, Shearer, what have you, so we're all getting retweeted. So obviously these guys are going to get it, you know, and probably banned from the ground. But there was a young guy kind of pointing out when they were doing it because I don't know the junk or what have you, like, it's wrong, you know. So there are good people in there that are standing up to some of this, you know, there's some of these scumbags and stuff. But the trouble is it's kind of a mob rule and it's a difficult kind of situation. But there are good people there, you know, mm. but it's just a shame. I can't believe it though. Like in the, you think the older you get, the wiser you get. But some of this stuff, it's it's shocking, really. Yeah. So it's even more shocking, like, like the fella said. Sorry, mate. If, if you if they're cheering on the, the black players of Bristol City, then you, you know, then to abuse a black player, we'll just feel time for 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 the colour of the skin when they've just spent ten minutes cheering for somebody else with the same skin colour. It's, it's it's ridiculous, really, isn't it? So yeah, like I say, fair play to him and. And because if he does come up to Bristol, then you know if he makes himself known, I'm sure, I'm sure the club or you know us can buy him yeah, a beer maybe or whatever. <laughs> yeah, buy him a we'll pack. Take him to Magic Rock. And yeah, get him, get him, get him leathered. Yeah, get him leathered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good too. We're actually starting to. I've I've just posted um the link on on YouTube, so we've uh, it's on Twitter. So to see if we get anybody join us live. So we've got nine people watching at the minute. So like I say, this is just a, a test pilot, just to make sure that everything goes quite well so we can um, bring back the lives in future. And uh, we've got Terry N72, uh, 7N2 Mike. So he says, hi lads, great to see you live back. Hope you're all well. Not too bad, are we? We're not too bad. The, you know, these two here have got the boosters and they're uh, yeah. all, all happy at you at the minute. Looking forward to Christmas. And uh, Oliver Barnes says, great to see live episodes again. Bring back lockdown PTST though. <laughs> so there we go. So the guys, let us know what you thought of the Bristol game and I'll read some comments you know what, out though? as well. I'm going to... This is going to be controversial, this, right? But I'm going to say I've not been on for a few weeks and stuff like that. There's 100% a lot of people wanting Carlos to leave Odyssey Town. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So on Saturday, it pissed on a lot of people's bonfires as that result. And you could, they say I'm going to name people, but they won't say well done town for stuff. They go into the shell waiting for the next thing to come, you know, the next defeat and that, so they can kind of change it. I think Carlos is crime which I think you kind of retweeted and mentioned it. It must have been mentioned in the warm-up pod and that as well. Probably just didn't listen to it. But if Carlos were doing it, if Carlos were a Peter Jackson, if Carlos were a Neil Warnock, or if Carlos were a David Wagner, I don't think people would have the issue. You know, the league position might have Yes, okay, some of the football, but some of the football under them guys were pretty bang average as well, let me tell you that. But I think because Carlos is kind of Spanish, he's totally different, he's an introvert, not an extrovert, he's not, kind of media savvy compared to the others. I think this is one of the reasons people are against him. And I honestly think that. And it's just a connection. It's a, just made up the mind that they want, it's they a want co- Carlos out yeah. there. And it, it's a connection, it's, mate. It's weird reasons for me. No, I, I understand it. We were talking about this last week, weren't we, Pause? And it's like we're, we're 10th in the league at the minute, yeah. or 11th, are we? We're 10th, aren't we? 
or 11th. I can't remember if Sheffield United went above us. But, you know, this is, we're way above the expectancy of where we were, but everybody's sort of saying, well, I'm bored, I'm not, I'm not enjoying it. And there is no connection with the manager. And it is really strange. I, I don't think it's because he's Spanish, but I do think it's partly because he's difficult to understand for a lot of people because he's got a thick Spanish accent. And he's difficult to listen to because it's all one-toned as well. And people don't warm to the personality. And I think when you look back at previous town managers, David Wagner, you know, massive personality, Peter Jackson, Mick Buxton, Neil Warnock. Have we warned to anyone, warned to anyone else outside of that little clique there? I'm not entirely sure. You know, Chris Powell, Mark Robbins, all quite dull. And I think we've... Richard, it, Brian yeah, I think if town fans don't connect wow. with a manager, it, it, you know, they don't get don't get the graces maybe that, you know, the likes of Jacko, Jacko you know, before he left um, the second time, you know, the football was really, really bad and we were losing 3-0 at home to, you know, Brighton, who weren't very good then. And, you know, other teams like Bristol Rovers and, you know, it wasn't good, but, you know, we're 10th in the league almost the start of a Warnock rant this isn't it we're 10th in the league and we've got 4,000 fans but you know these these fans are just sort of not overly happy and and I I understand it I do understand it and I haven't warmed to Carlos particularly I wouldn't be sorry to see him go but I don't think he should go because we're 10th in the league and we're actually overachieving of where everyone said we should be so I'm quite happy to temper that but I am a little bit bored I'll admit but like Poz always says, if you win a game of football, no one really cares afterwards what they've seen, do they? Just keep winning, Carlos. <laughs> I think is the message. Yeah, we, we the pretty much all the whole of the last uh, <laughs> the whole of the last pod we're, we're pretty much discussing a little bit of what you've touched on there, because um, obviously you were out in Spain, so you you know you might not have heard it, but we we were trying to f- sum up our own views on Carlos, and again, I've I've been thinking about it in prior to this pod and. I don't really have a view either way. It's mm. really strange. A bit like Matt says, if he if he goes, he goes. If he stays, he stays. But look at take the, the league table and just look show that to somebody and said, Would you sack your manager? Yeah. Everyone would be like, Well, no, we're two points off at playoffs at Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, look at the squad that you've got. Is it is it a, is that a position that they should be in? There's lots of different ways you can look at it, in it, and people will People cite that I want to go down and be entertained in the football, but as as Gazi said, under Wagner, even some of them games, even in promotion season, not just in Premier League, were pretty negative football. Really, I kind of understood yeah. what we were doing with Wagner, though. I think that's like I think that that like we said we 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 go we're going back to last week's episode in a little bit, but I think it's just we were. We were told to expect something from Carlos and it's pretty much the exact opposite. And I think people are struggling to understand what they're seeing. I'm struggling to understand sometimes what we're seeing because, you know, he sets up a 3-4-3, which in its in essence is an attacking system with a winger at wing, right wing back. And we're quite negative. We don't create a lot. We're quite solid, which is quite good. We don't have a lot of the ball either. We, we you know, we, we shift the ball quite quickly. So possession wise, we don't have a lot. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure what, we're trying to do at the minute, but I don't mind at the minute because we're actually 10th in the league. And like you say, it's it, whatever it is, is working. Yeah. So, you know, I'm definitely not Carlos out by any means. Cause are you dying to say something? Did you read that? Uh, yeah. Did you read that article? I don't know if you saw it, Matt, that the football league paper. I did with this. With a cartoon you liked. With a cartoon. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it really similar to what you you know, he's been here for 18 months. What what are we actually kind of seeing? You know, that got let him off leash. He would have promised to run a football run about the else and all this stuff. And it, it was, basically, the people that are probably, you know, against him were, you know, could read that. I could think, right. And 
it was interesting when I tweeted there were a lot of people saying again throwing the league table I, I think that's the problem now I, I honestly think that if we went on a run of winning six seven games I, I don't think people will come back I think people have gone off him the, the people have gone off him have gone off him I honestly think I honestly don't think a player spot will bring him back it, it reminds me so much of the Lumenkari there I don't know yeah, that's I, think, I think we just need yeah, we, we, that, we need something if if it's not Carlos, there needs to be a lead, you know, some kind of leader at the club. We don't really know what's happening with the ownership at the minute, do we? You know, the, everyone's very quiet about the ownership, and they just say, you know, business as usual. But you know, uh, so there's no sort of voice coming out of the football club, and I think that's the connection. You know, the connection's broken a little bit, and and I think if there's a player, you know, if there's a player that we all love watching, you know, if we have like like we're talking about X Factor players last week, weren't we? Pause with like Karoma last year was a little bit X Factor for the first half, and then he got injured, but he's not really been at it this year. If we had that one player that we all went to watch and he was the the personality of the team, if you like, you know, then people could connect with the, you know, with what they're seeing on the pitch. Lewis O'Brien to an extent and Jonathan Hogg people connect with. But I, I just don't think they connect with some of the other players that Danny Ward, you know, for, for how well Danny Ward's playing, people don't really connect with that type of striker. And same with Sauber, people have gone off Sauber really quickly and thrown a lot of, you know, in, a lot of shade his way, which I think is a little bit unfair, but... You know that so I think Dwayne Holmes is another one. You know, Pozzi, you don't yeah. you don't connect with him, but you know he's done okay recently. And I think it's just that, isn't it? That there's just, when you watch the team on the pitch, you don't you don't feel connected with it. You don't feel the chemistry with it. And it's it's a really strange one because it's a decent team. They're doing quite well, but the the crowd don't love them. And that's uh, and I think that's cause uh, cause why people aren't going to turn up if we start doing well. And it just needs it just needs something either. Yeah, I always. I always think it's telling them that when, you know, Peter Jackson's Bloom White Army, Neil Warnock's Bloom White Army, David Wagner's, you don't hear the Carlos chant. Yeah, Carlos, family, I'm at the foot of that, whatever, mm. that, that's kind of just a stand thing to say, but you don't hear that. And honestly, I don't think, even if we got in the project, just reminds me so much of this little Macari. I'm not even probably comparing the football, though some might say, you know, we're pretty. I just remember that season when, against Carlos, really, when we had, you know, the budget, and obviously we, we won the administration next year, but. I just thought, bloody hell, this guy's doing such a good job with kind of limited resources and limited team, which... Yeah. Took Leon Knight out and it was pretty poor, team. wasn't it? Yeah, and he said in, in ours, which, again, it's up to debate, and, and stuff, maybe a bit ours, but he said it's very, you know, limited group of players and stuff like that. So, so I kind of look what he's achieving with that, but honestly, I'm in another group with some guys, and, and they're saying, they think we've got the players to do... They, they were using Saturday, and like, that's what can we do, let them off the leash... We should be going forward more. Get someone in who can give us that kind of football. But I don't know. I've never been a, a kind of a sucker. I've always been a packer rather than a sucker. But it's like, yeah, I've never. I've not meant to change, and I don't think Dean will if, if he does come back. But it's. I just think people are not. They're not going to come back to watch. They're not going to like Carlos, and it makes me a bit sad because surely he should just judge it on the job he's doing, which, which I think he's doing all right. I'll read some comments out because, like you say, there you've got. Oh, sorry, Matt. I was just going to say, you've got right. people there that'll say, you know, this is how we can play, flow it forward, throw it forward. But we do that and lose 3-0, and all of a sudden that's wrong. So you, sometimes you're damned if you do, and people go, oh, yeah, but at least we tried, and we tried to win, and they start another. And I get that side of it, but as I've said many times, if you're winning football matches, nobody cares how you've played. They might say, oh, yeah, we won, but we played pretty poor on odd game, but then go four or five winning playing that style and like fifth win nobody's no one's asked no one's bothered that you've played long ball no one's bothered that you've passed it around instead of trying to burst forward all the time because you've won mm. 
boring football only becomes boring when you lose it. Yeah, that's just a fact. Yeah. We were saying last week as well, what we don't really think we've got the players to to play, you know, for sort of that expansive forward approach. And we were saying, weren't we, about Pearson, Tom Lees, if you have them stunned on the halfway line, they're going to get absolutely murdered for pace on the yeah. counter, aren't they? So you have to balance a lot of things. And I think Carlos has balanced it, you know, sort of. And to be honest, that's good management in a way, isn't it, from Carlos, you know, to sort of have to say, right, I haven't got the players to do this. I'm going to have to go back here and do that. And for me, he's doing it. I'm not enjoying it, but he's doing a decent job. So we'll read out some comments. So Terrier 7 and 2. So thanks to those guys who are watching and getting involved with us. So uh, Mike Terrier 7 and 2 says, great result versus Bristol. Still worrying about Carlos's negativity to try and hold on. Uh, I still don't see a proper plan. I'm still not, still not happy with him. I uh, also can't really see how Rhodes fits into the style of play. Uh, Joe Kelly away day says 50-50 on Carlos. This squad we've got is pretty poor and he's got us close to the playoffs. Having said that, his tactics and game management is very poor. Uh, and Tom says Carlos doesn't show any emotion even when we win. It's really strange. He shows a lot of emotion during the game when his sort of arms are flailing and he's he's going mad, isn't he, trying to control everything. But he's, he's very... He, he does that whole Lee Clark thing I always quote, doesn't he? Where he's, he's always like, don't get too high when you win and don't get too low when you lose. So he kind of, the game's finished and he's quite chilled, isn't he? I know this kind of sounds a bit contradictory because I was like kind of sticking with Carlos, but I just thought it was so fake and false that carry on that Bristol on Saturday. It was almost like whether they were at the camera behind it, I don't know who does it now, it's not David Sykes, is it? But it was like, oh, Carlos, you need to go to the fans and show them. And it's like, it's. I just think it's not his thing, is it? Yourself, yeah, it's not his thing. Like, last week you were criticising for not showing any passion. Now I've got the fans and you haven't gone at me again. So it's like, but I just thought he looked so forced, didn't it? And mm, it didn't look and, natural, did it? But he, to be fair, when when he did yeah. that um, at Magic Rock, he, him, Harry Toffolo, Pearson, and uh, was it Harry uh, Harry Toffolo? Was who else was there? Pause. It was it Lewis O'Brien? Yeah, was he there? Yeah, he was. When I listened back to that, because I couldn't make it, and I got the audio from it, Carlos was actually pretty, pretty decent, wasn't he? You know, in front of a crowd, in front of people, he was quite, he is, quite yeah, engaging. I think, yeah, I just think I got, I got the impression that that was the first time I'd, I'd met him, obviously in person, and we had a little bit of a chat, no, not major, but obviously just before and afterwards and everything like that. And when, when I was chatting to him, sort of just one on one, he seemed a really shy guy. He seemed a really sort of guy who. You know, Wagner were a big personality. He just didn't seem to come across in that. He just seemed to want to... He, all he talked about were wanting to be better at being a manager. That's all he talked about all the way through. It were, I go home and I do this and I do that. And it's all about football. And I just don't think he's got that that spark in, in within him that people want to. But then giving the microphone and, you know, he's obviously had the media training and all that sort of stuff. And he was quite jovial and full of banter. But I noticed at the end as well, he was just kind of like, right, thanks, lads. You know, dad, 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 good luck and everything. And, and he kind of he kind of got off. He weren't, didn't seem too bothered about... You wanted him to buy a round, didn't you? For too long. And, <laughs> that's, well, it would have been nice. Yeah, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? He just didn't seem to be... You know, some people are people people and some people are. And I just seem he just falls into that category of, I just want to get on with my job. And my job is to manage football, not dance around on a pitch when we've won or run down touchline and dive on players when we've scored. And, you know, I just think he just he just wants to be the best that he can be. And people need to remember he's only been doing professional football for a couple of seasons. Everything else has always kind of generally been, you know, in youth teams and stuff like that. And It's really strange because sometimes you think he's learning and then other times you don't. It's, it's really weird, isn't it? So I think progress seems to be one step forward, one back, one forward, two forward, three back. It's, um, it's interesting, but, you know, I'm definitely... Not, Which you're going to get with him in an yeah. experienced manager, you know. 
Yeah, so Joe Kelly away days. Cozzy sounds like... Yeah, so, yeah. If, you, if you want to hear any more views on that, everybody, listen to last week's <laughs> Exactly. We've, kind of done, we've done this before. Yeah. Joe Kelly says, uh, Cozzy sounds like someone from Doctor Who. So I'm not sure if that's because his audio went a little bit funny or whether he's, you know, full full Davros <laughs> over there. <laughs> but Cosros. Oh uh, Harry Hall says, football is a results-based industry for me. The, the rest is secondary. Just think he's a coach who wants to be on the training ground 24-7. And yeah, I agree with that. Um, a lot of that. He's, 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 I think Carlos is probably the happiest when he's at Canal side. And I think the media stuff and all that is probably very uncomfortable for him. David Wagner apparently hated the media side of things, but he was really good at it, I thought. But, you know, Carlos for me uh, definitely doesn't seem to like to, you know, speak to Stephen Chicken. I'm going to tell Stephen Chicken that after this. Uh, right, so let's move on. So we've done some some YouTube comments. Uh, Dan Porritt says, I fully agree, Harry. So thanks for that, pause. Uh And then, so we've reached the halfway point of the season, 23 games in. Who would have thought we'd have got this far? So... I think what what would be quite fun to do is I like to go back to our, our predictions, our predictions, and then throw them back at you guys. Uh, do you want to know how we predicted Town would do? Some of these are quite interesting and some of them are uh, not so good. Uh, Tom Bradshaw says Town 16th. Richard Burhouse, this, the best one, says Town 11th uh, after a flirt with a, fl- with a flirt with the playoffs and they'll drop away. Jody Calvert says 12th. Ollie Fisher says 22nd. Sivan John said between 16th and 18th. Cameron Pope said 20th. Phil Senior, 18th. Simon Copland, 13th. Um, Matt Glennon seemed to think we'd do all right this year, by the way, mid-table. Uh, and Matt Wilson gave a very political answer of uh, of not saying. <laughs> so I had Town in 18th. Uh, Cozzy had Town in 21st. Uh, and pause. You didn't really, you didn't really commit. And yeah, you did me. You did me a video from Black, uh, Blackpool or Scarborough with the donkeys in the background, which, which is quite good. Uh, and then pause. You said, yeah. And pause said Town had just about stay up. So we're taking what we said last week, roll it into a ball. We take what we've just said as well. I just feel Town are overachieving this season. That's where it looks like, doesn't it? You know that this this is the question. Cause pause. Huddersfield Town are 10th. They're above well, anybody's prediction halfway through the season. They're a couple of points off the playoffs. We all knew this season would be a bit weird, didn't we? Because the finances are, are biting on a lot of clubs. Uh, and with, we knew Derby, Reading, and maybe one or two others might get, a, might get a deduction. But why are people so annoyed then when Huddersfield Town are above anybody's prediction? It's really strange, isn't it? Because... I can't sit here halfway and say, if you said to me, Matt, are you happy with this season? I'd be like, mm, yeah, it's a bit boring, but they're doing all right, to be fair. That that would pretty much generally be my deep. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. 
Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Default response. But we're actually doing pretty well when you look at the level of opinion at the start of the season. And, and maybe January comes around, maybe Dean gets that mojo back, as Cosy said a few weeks ago, and we sign one or two decent players on loan, exciting players on loan, and maybe we see a different a different Huddersfield town from Carlos. And I think, I think to be fair, when you, the further you step back from it, pause, the better the job looks. And I think that's it, doesn't it? And I think, I think the good start results wise raises everybody's expectations. So I think I said last week, if you would put that little bad run that we had five games or whatever it was, mm. if you would have mixed and matched those results with the first 10 games or so, and you know, you'd win two, lose one, lose another draw one and mix it mix the results up a little bit i don't think a lot of people or as many people would be as you know despondent as what they are i think when we had that good start you know we were up there and you got a bit excited you're like oh you know we're gonna we're gonna be playoffs and then we have that little dip in form and all of a sudden it's quite rightly concerns come in because that's what happened last year and then we dropped off that cliff and the result against Bristol really, for me, shows that actually that might not be the case anymore. I was a little bit worried about that. You know, the case of we're going to do what we did last year after New Year and, and really struggle. But the performance and the result against Bristol has kind of pulled me up a little bit. And I'm a bit like, well, we will have spells now where we where we lose three or four. But I know that we've probably got it in as locker to come back a little bit. And it'll be interesting to see who we've got Forest, Blackburn and Blackpool in really short space of time over the next you know week or so you get two or three results there all of a sudden that those three or four bad results are forgotten about because you know we could be back in playoffs again and everything looked rosy so as Cosy says this league is so close and so crazy that three or four wins and three or four losses you shouldn't really get carried away either way I think we need to remember that a little bit and and like you said, judge the season on the whole season, not just the last two or three games. Because as you've just said, the further away you step back, you know, there'll be clubs out there that are looking at town fans morning thinking, what the hell are you moaning at? Yeah. You know. I know you were going to mention it <laughs> about, about town fans in general, but it does seem to be that, you know, there's people out there who are, who are positive about everything else. But as soon as you ask them about town, then it, it becomes negative, you know. Man, I did today with my chat boss in the stadium. In the stadium, and they had my chat. Like, I took, I opened it, what's called this guy? I thought, well, <laughs> probably from jab me, threw me out next time. But so I took my top off out of this town change. I'm like, oh, you're a tough one. Well, I've been there since 1970. I'm like, oh, you're a good season, mate. They're like, you think so? But you know, this has been like since 1970. Like, so they say, I come here for the boost and not like, Negative, and they were like, I just won't have it. And like, says, mate, we're having a good season here. And then he's just like, oh, God. I just don't know. It's just mindset, I think, and stuff like that. So, like, my mindset, like, we just read out there, Matt, a tough season. And yeah, we still might end up that way. But it just made me laugh the other week, where obviously I didn't do the podcast last week, but Coventry, you know, when we were still in the playoffs and now they're slipping on the knee to. They were talking about us as player contenders, and I'm still a bit. I still, I still don't think that, but. But effectively, we are where the points and what have you. But I just find it really funny, like Don Goodwill mentioned all the playoff rivals and <laughs> yeah. two points against the playoff. It's just, it just doesn't feel like we're on a promotion chance, does it, at any point? But but again, you look at the Christmas pictures and uh, let's hope they all go 
the first thing to say, but most people are going to rock up on their, God, you get your days mixed up. Is it Saturday? It's still Saturday, isn't it? On their, against Blackpool, expecting to win. I don't think Keogh were involved last week, but I know he won't, because I, I looked at the team, because they had first win in about nine Blackpool, didn't they? So they're a bit out of sorts, but they're the you I'm talking myself into this, you know, we're at home and there, this, this is the championship, forget that. But then you look at the next two, not in them, Blackburn and stuff, but you don't fear anyone, and, and no one fears us, so anything could happen. It's uh, it's it's nice to be flirting, mate, with them playoff spots, but, you know, it's, it's like Sheffield United, their expectancy, they had a right one last night, a lot of goal that one, by the way, from there, like Maradona on it, 86, but uh, another of the top four, I don't think anyone's up to much, we've beaten the third and the fourth team at home, and... Uh, you know, West Brom, yeah, like in my, you know, kind of back rear guard action, but we played brilliant in Flatburn. And, but I'm looking forward to the Christmas games. Again, it's when hopefully they get the all played and then when we come away from Blackburn, maybe we'll have some idea if we're, you know, really contenders or pretenders and stuff. But I just can't believe we're having this chat because I never thought by Christmas we'd be yeah, <laughs> this way. And uh, we plan to come back, Hog, for Echo, you know, Alan Rowe, bench on him. Yeah, he was here. So, uh, yeah, yeah, for a few back Jordan Rose at 20 minutes, so there's positives to come, and hopefully, he might you know dip it in his pocket in, pocket in January. And we might, yeah, so uh, just just to, just to be aware that the game is on Sunday, don't listen to Cozzy. The game's on Sunday. If you turn up on Saturday, it's oh. Christmas Day, so don't spend Christmas Day Ooh, on empty ground. <laughs> Bill Gates is controlling <laughs> Cozzy, you know, by uh, by his electric molecules <laughs> and the booster. Um, yeah, let's. Ooh. <laughs> I know I'm going all Leon Knight there, aren't I? Uh, right, so I think I'll, I'll read out some comments because we're, we're getting a couple in here. So um, Joe Kelly says, Carlos also had his hands tied. Be interesting to see what happens if Dino gives him some dough in January. That is true. Uh, Tom says, do you think Leeds injury crisis, Lewis O'Brien will be out of the door in January? Which is interesting because Lewis has, uh, we believe now in his contract, a set release clause. Um so, you know, if anybody meets that, then there's a problem. Um, I was under the impression that Leeds didn't have a lot of money to spend in the summer and then managed to find 30 million quid down the back of the sofa for Dan James. And they've been linked with someone else uh, at USA International for 20 million. And after losing 200 million in the last few years, or 150 million in the last few years, I'm not sure where they've got that money from. So I'm skeptical if they'll, if they'll uh, spend the money and come back in. But it could be someone else. You know, he's, he's having a good season, isn't he, isn't he Lewis? So, you know... There's a couple of teams. Burnley could see him as a, an ideal sort of scrapper at the bottom end, Norwich, etc. So Brentford were interested at one point. So, you know, there's a release clause there. And if someone meets it, then, you know, it's up to Lewis, isn't it, whether he wants to stick or twist. So uh, hopefully he sticks. Don't know how you guys feel. Well, that's that, Matt. You posted that as uh, well, is the most tackles in division? 61, yeah, is the most tackles in in the championship. 61 tackles this season. Someone tweeted us, and it's, it's really yeah. good when people do all the work for us and we can just press retweet and get the credit for it. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. It looks like he's really enjoying his, his football on that, doesn't it? I yeah, it does. That'll count for someone because going back to that interview, I think in November with the kind of most patriots now, where I think he might be in the but he didn't want to be on the bench you know, in the Premier League, so let's sort of be. I suppose that's only worried to me if it's a Norwich or you know someone maybe who might go on the pitch, but it's uh, yeah, it's oh god, I'm, I'm getting excited then, man. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah, there's uh, Joe Kelly also also mentions Pippa is back in full training now, hasn't we? So uh, our mate, our podcast mate Pippa. So he's uh, yeah. So that's that adds a really good option, does Pippa? You know, and it, you know potentially a change of system as well. 
Um, Mike says again, uh, can we talk Rolando Arons? I don't think I want to talk Rolando Arons. It's a real trigger point for me because I I think we knew this was going to be a, a, a signing whereby he had those soft tissue injuries for the last three or four years and we were suffering with that exact injury last year and I don't think we really need to say say anymore, do we? He's, he was always going to spend a lot of time out injured, so I don't think we've probably biggest done our homework on that. Well, one of the biggest times I've ever yeah, which is not it's not entirely his fault, but is it? You know, he's he's got these issues, but it's just you know it it wasn't the it wasn't the best best thought out move. I will say. He's he's still got eighteen months left. I wonder if we'll see him again in a town shirt. Yeah, I don't know. It might be. I think he's got eight. Yeah, I think he's got eighteen months, but we might find a way of paying him off. Uh, Harry Hall says they've been linked with John Swift. I think he means Leeds. They've been linked with Ben Brereton Diaz as well. So I've got no idea where this is coming from. The money wise, um, he runs down the wing, pulls his hamstring. Oh, yeah. Viva Rolando! No Leeds. No Leeds. Uh, that was back to the Louis O'Brien. Matt, stuff. Say that again. Matt Hull's been linked with Ben and Diaz. The chest Lincoln wankers. Hull. The chest wankers. We're not going to be linked with Ben Barrett and Diaz, are we? No. I was going to say, I thought you said it was. No. Dean's feeling really <laughs> flush this Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's, he's only got six months left on his if contract. Just to request if any Leeds directors are watching, if you could sign him on January the 1st, that would be very nice. Yeah, so we don't see Oh, Joe Kelly says, player you could sign in January, who would it be? Oh, that'd be interesting. Um, player we could sign, I think we need a um, a creative attacking type, don't we? Probably through the middle of the pitch, a, a decent 10, but I'm struggling really to think of any, any realistically that we could go for, because I don't really know what our situation is. It's really, really strange. The other week I was thinking Anthony Gordon, uh, a young young lad on loan from Everton, you know, and but he's pushed his way into the team with their injuries. So, you know, maybe that's out the window now. Um, I think a loan in, I think, I think a loan in that area would be the way to go if I were sort of looking at it, because you're not committing, are you? You're not committing to anybody a long term. You can give someone who's on edge of a, a first team squad in Premier League, you know, six months to put the shelves forward for next. Yeah, so I really liked Ellis Sims on loan at Blackpool. Yeah, I liked Ellis Sims last year, though, who was on loan at Blackpool. But he's he's around the squad at the minute as well. He's just come back from injury. But I'd like to see as I'd like to see. I think Danny Ward's doing really well, but I still think we're probably a striker short to properly share the load with him. And like someone, I think it was Mike said higher up. I don't think Rhodes really fits into that three four three, does he? But he's there as more of a sub that you bring on. But mm. But yeah, so Casey Palmer, room to be rumored to be available. Would you take him? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. See, is it is it are you going back to what you to you know Casey Palmer as we had him then 100 percent I'd take him. But is he still the same? It's hit and miss, isn't it? Hit and miss. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know with Casey Palmer. I think it depends on his injuries. But let's move on, Cozy Bear, to who we said the rest of the championship. Is the rest of the championship going as you thought it would, Cos? You predicted uh, Fulham, Bournemouth, West Brom as your top three. Good shout. Uh, and then Sheffield United, Stoke and Middlesbrough in your top six. That's decent, that. You know, it's it seems to be going. And then Hull, Reading and Blackpool as your bottom three. Uh, Hull or Huddersfield, you said, for 22nd, but you went with Hull in the end. Um, Not doing bad. I'm no, top six Blackpool, is pretty good. You, yeah, you, your bottom three is a bit... Black, Red, actually, Reading's not a bad shout, is it? Now they've found themselves down there, but... How are you finding the league? I think it is, Matt. I think the big, 
I, I love it, mate, because, again, it's a bit like the Spanish League watching them, quite obviously, watch a lot of that, you know, you must you yeah. watch it, but <laughs> the quality, the, the, from top to bottom, mate, I would say the quality in the Spanish League, the, the strength of the Spanish League is much better than what we thought, but the big, the big three are not a patch from what they were, so what you're getting now is games where you don't, you know, mm. not sure what's going to happen when the top's playing bottom and stuff like that as well, and I, it's it's good to watch, but you know you're not watching like the best quality. But, but I just think it's great because you switch your TV on and or you go to the game or whatever. You don't know who's going to win, and, and that's what you want. So I love it in the championship. Obviously, we will start for that in the Premier League. And God, if you look at some of the stuff that's going on at the moment. Um, you know, I want you won't admit anyway because not you know not Spanish sponsor, but with Leeds, Leeds fans. One guy told me last week that you know I wish I were back in the Championship and I'm doing the best to get in now. But but like just because you don't know what's going to happen, it's that kind of excitement and stuff like that as well. So, I love it. And But I did think, I mean, they're having a big part, though, let's be honest, Blum and Bournemouth especially. But I still think, I think that our biggest problem is going to be January in a strange way because where you could look at it, yeah, it could be a positive where we could get that attacking midfield we want on. Maybe, but then, like, say, we might lose O'Brien and who knows with Toffolo and what have you. But, but I think, I look at Middlesbrough and I think they're going to spend, there's going to be a lot of teams because everyone's close to that periphery. But then, I mentioned that to Stephen Chicken when they were at that B team getting named up in the, uh, the other week, and he says he didn't think so. Mm. He didn't miss there. He, he, so he's not expecting a big spending spree. So maybe just it's smart purchasing. They're all, they're all looking well, for so. loans. There's, uh, they're like, there's a lad at Arsenal called uh, Fowler in Balogun, who's a really good young striker. You know, he's really, really quick. We, we thought we had one in Mipo, but we didn't we? But um, this uh, Balogun's quite a decent young striker from Arsenal. I think there's about a cluster of 10 championship clubs all circling around him, including Middlesbrough, uh, which is what, you know, so I think that might be it because I think people are looking at loans like that and, you know, it'll be the teams at the top towards the top six who'll get them. Like when we when we went for Rian Brewster, your favourite, uh, you know, he chose, chose Swansea over us or went, you know, got sent to Swansea because they were uh, towards the top six and I think we missed out on Conor Hurahan didn't we at one point oh we were linked with Conor Hurahan but you know he's gone for the, the club where he thinks he's got the better chance of uh, moving up the league so uh, pause you know for, for the second year running you predicted Fulham to win the league uh, which is really interesting um, Sheffield United <laughs> Sheffield United second Swansea third Forest <laughs> Swansea third Forest fourth Cardiff Cardiff fifth they're having a stinker aren't they uh, Middlesbrough six. The most interesting thing you did, though, pause was you said. Game off, you know, it's not this guy. I know they said Dark Horse, Peterborough United, and then in his relegation tip said Blackpool, someone else, and Peterborough to go down. So he's, <laughs> that was the best thing. He's tipped Peterborough to be the Dark Horse and get relegated. Amazing. Just covering all angles. <laughs> uh, you know, they could have had a good season and they could have had a bad one. <laughs> Do you know what? I smashed it last year with my predictions, and this year I've had a stinker just the same as well. I, I went Fulham to win. I, I said Sheffield United to come second with with the goals from McBurney and Brewster. I think they've got about three between them or something so far in twenty odd games. <laughs> Bournemouth third, West Brom fourth, QPR fifth, Middlesbrough sixth, uh, Town to finish 18th, and Coventry or Hull, and, and ended up going for Hull to get the third bottom spot, Blackpool and Derby. And Blackpool are doing really well under Neil Critchley, who's a really good manager. And uh, Coventry are uh, pretty decent as well. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, I think what's quite good is that this is such a difficult league to predict, or was a difficult league to predict. Um and it's fun. It's fun watching this all unravel. You know, like we were saying, Bristol City were two points behind us in 18th, you know, going into that game on Saturday and had 
had results conspired, we could have gone tumbling down towards the bottom half. And as it is, we're, we've got a decent cushion. It's just, it's exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to the second half of the season. So it's cosy by the looks. I think you're bang right, Matt. If you look at the, you move on two, three weeks from, or two, three games from tonight, and some of those predictions might not be as daft as what they were, you know, compared to now. So it's such a funny league, isn't it? You can literally travel up or down from, you know, flirting with relegation to flirting with promotion on back of three three results, depending on which way they go, which is ace. You know, as Cosby says, it's exciting. Mm. You know, you go into pretty much every game thinking, I've said many a time, you know, someone will say, oh, you have to match on Saturday, yeah, what do you think score will be? And I've just said, look, if we lose 4-0, win 4-0, or it's 4 all or 0-0, I won't come away going, oh, didn't really expect that, because that's just how it is, isn't it? Literally on the day, any result can happen, and that's exciting for me. I like that. Mm. I think we're coming towards a, a natural conclusion on our on our season thing. I a lot of us predicted a breakout player as Sober Thomas. I think that one was a tap in, wasn't it? Based on how he'd done in in preseason. Scott High, I think, has done really well recently. Um, Scott, I know Scott High gets a lot of detractors, and we addressed that last week as well. But him and him and Sober Thomas are doing really well. But for you guys, if you had to pick uh, your player of the year so far over the first twenty three games, who would you go for? Because I've got three sort of standouts. Uh, but you know, you may pick someone completely different. Who would who would Cosy, who would you pick as town standout player over the first half of the season? Lee Nichols, mate. Uh, yep. been fantastic. From the expectations to what we've got, I think I think he's been brilliant. It's not it's not just his saves, really, it's just his calm assurance. Maybe he's even as shouser here. His shit house is great. I just think any any good side you need to be you know when you're a fan and you've got like a top, you can name all the promotion teams and there's keepers that we've had there and it's, it just feels like, you know, it's this team probably maybe a promotion by up so I doubt it, but you just know you've got a good guy there and it worries you. There's been a couple of games recently where he's come down injured and having uh, had a few around Schofield uh, in that beat team game, I've, I've not been wanting uh, an injury to our keeper anytime soon, mate, because the, the dip in quality, the, the dip, the dip that we'll get if you lose Nichols and Schofield, and it'll be huge. So, to me, you can make arguments for definitely other people, and you, I'm sure you mentioned that. But for me, it's, it's just Lee Nichols and, and Lee Nichols, mate. The defence has been outstanding, and he's been one of the reasons why, uh, why we have. It's one of my three that, I, that I've got here. Poz, who's yours? Uh, I was going to say Nichols, but obviously, because he's covered that. So, I'd, if I was going to do a three, I'd probably say, obviously, Pierce. Um, Nichols, I really like Matty Pearson. I think he's a, a great asset. I think he's a good defender as a centre-half, formerly, uh, when I could run. He were, sort of plays in the spirit that I like to play in. You know, he'll throw himself in, the front, in front of stuff and, you know, he's, he's quite a big lad. He's physical and, you know, I like that sort of defender. And, um, you know, obviously Sober Thomas because he had a he had a great start and he seemed seemed to have a little dip which we're always going to come. We, we mentioned that on here. We were never going to play like that. Also, so I'll have to say him or he'll punch me in the arm tomorrow. Sober, he's uh, <laughs> he got his shirt, didn't he? He did, mate. Yeah, fair play to uh, Ali Toffolo for sorting that out for me. Um, we, he mentioned it on at the the Q and A and. Uh, Amazingly, two weeks later, he'd, he'd not forgotten and he sorted it out. You get more, you get more free kit than Brookie. He's still up in his bedroom. You get, yeah, you get more free kit than uh, Brookie, don't you? Shirt's still up in wardrobe, <laughs> unwashed. Unbelievable. It stinks, but he won't let me wash it. So, 
Yeah, my, my three players. Yeah, that's off. But yeah, I'd say Nichols, Pearson and Thomas. Okay. Well, the three that I was thinking of was uh, Lee Nichols uh, was one of them. Um, uh, Tom Lees, I think, has been outstanding. I think he's been the pick of our defenders, yeah. uh, Tom Lees. He's just... It just really suits him being the commander in the middle, doesn't it? And organising the others around him. I think he's been been superb, Tom Lees. Uh, and one player that I don't think anyone really mentions because I think it's expected of him to perform to a high level is Lewis O'Brien. I think Lewis O'Brien's been outstanding since um, about October time, really. Um, yeah. Let it affect him and he's carried on in a really good vein. And I think he's been outstanding, Lewis O'Brien. And I think he's gone about everything the right way if he does want to move in January then he's done everything perfectly in that he's worked hard and he's, he's put everything in, in in every game. And Lewis O'Brien, for me, is right up there as one of our, our top few players with with Nichols and Lees. And, you know, they've been really outstanding. And people have been saying, uh, Harry Hall says Lee Nichols is for him. Uh, Joe Kelly says Tom Lees. Uh, Mike Terry 7 and 2 says Nichols, standout player for me so far. Uh, Colwell, uh, Joe Kelly, which is Colwell as well. Uh, been a class act, uh, won't be far off. Trev at Chelsea next year, true. Um, Harry says, "Would you loan Schofield and sign a keeper in January?" I don't know how easy that would uh, that would be to do. Um, Ryan, you you saw you've seen Ryan Schofield and the B team a couple of times because he he sounded like he struggled in his last game. Um, do you think a loan might do him some good? You know, get him out a uh, fresh fresh scene and uh... just to get some football under his uh, belt would be a smart move to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, he uh, I always feel sorry for keepers because there's no added places to them. Yeah, I mean, that was again absolutely arsing it down as well and slippy conditions. Worse than you want for a keeper, but yeah, I'd definitely uh, loan, get a loan for somewhere else in that as well. But yeah, in, in Nichols, who you trust. Yeah, I understand. As for goalkeepers coming in, it's. Even if you wanted to construct a decent argument for the. Sorry, I was going to say, you could even construct an argument for Danny Ward as player of the season if you really tried hard enough. So there's, you know, again, it's you take a step back and you say, in here, there's all these contenders for player of the year. It, it's going to become not as bad a season as maybe. You say you'll get some resistance from, from a few on that one. Uh, in terms of goalkeepers coming in, it's difficult to sort of know who, who, who again, who's available. Uh, but someone, someone at the back end of the career, just to sit on the bench that, you know, if you had to put them in for a game or two and, and be quite solid, you know, like Lee Grant or somebody like that, you know, would be fine. Wouldn't it? You know, sort of pushing 40 and, you know, you throw him in the side and he'd be fine and you know, Nichols can continue. Something like that, I think, would be uh, would be fine. But uh, Ryan Schofield, probably, I, I doubt he'll Rob go out. Green Rob Green, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, just, it's just someone experienced just to sit, isn't it? And he always makes it. He's always about, isn't he? What about Jason Lutweiler? Where's he these days? You know, what's what's going on with Jason Lutweiler? So, um, that's it for me. That's it for me, really, this week, guys. I don't really have much more footballing stuff. Cosy, I don't know if you've got anything that you wanted to go through. Um in particular? Just just a big elephant in the room on COVID now, unfortunately, because it just feels like it's getting too good. I, I think that pool game will be our last game we can go for a bit. I just feel mm. I'll be amazed if we get to Nottingham uh, there. And obviously, you've seen what's happening in Scotland and Wales and stuff. They're kind of, Wales will shut it up for a bit and stuff like that as well. It's, it's just cutting really, isn't it? Because... Yeah, we always knew that we could move very understanding, but I think we like to think it was onwards and upwards. And I did have a glimpse kind of into the past the other week. Uh, it was a German Bundesliga, and I think, I think some of the league, I think some of the leagues allow fans in, but this one didn't. And God, it was rubbish, man. You know, like the voices and stuff, and it just didn't feel like football. And I'm just hoping it's, it's going to affect the tennis side of it. Definitely a boss, because obviously you're going to get people who's 
you know, some people go whatever, but there'll be a lot of people who put off by it and that as well. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just hope it's let's hope we can all get that booster and we can kind of get back to something life. But it's you've seen a lot of games off and QPR have been doing it tough out there at the moment. In Barnsley, so there's a few off over here on Boxing Day, but yeah. But I think it was the right move just to carry on. You know, I don't know what you guys felt, but they've got a lot of criticism out there. Some of the writers have come, come big on that with the Premier League and EFL, but I think it's fair enough. But I just think it would be Boxing Day on it. I think we'll be done then for a bit. Yeah. Even if the football's cancelled, we won't be able to get in. I think it'd be one I think it'll so be closed doors. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be closed yeah. doors. They were saying tier two, weren't they? Which I've just looked at it with that with the 2000. So they said they were looking at going back to tier two restrictions, and uh, potentially which is capacity of two thousand. So you never know; you might be, you might be lucky enough to get in, um, if you can. But yeah, it's like as because it's such a shame, and you've just got back into, into normal life yeah, almost over the past yeah. sort of five or six months, and it's just a shame that, without getting too political, um, this has happened, and it doesn't seem to be having the impact that previous variants have. Yet we still need to be. You know, living his lives like this, but you know, there's there's smarter people out there than me that interpret this data. And yeah. you know, the, the, is there something in it? Is it a political thing? Is it? It's know. the scientists that are pushing it's for it, aren't they? So, yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to finish on a positive note. Uh, positive, do you get what I mean? Two things. First thing is just like the community stuff out of this whole town. Famous spots. There's two things that's been obviously we've had. Obviously, you didn't have your vaccine stadium there, but I did and. Again, it's just a fantastic thing that, and I know most stadiums are kind of doing this, so it's not like kind of on its own, but I just think it's great for me, that's what a football club should be all about, and I think it's great that like they're supporting this, you know, vaccination uh, kind of push and stuff like that as well, so that all, that kind of made me proud a little bit to say, go to that stadium, but it might sound a bit sad, but that's what we're about. And finally, the, uh, the worth it and walk, incredible, I think it was £52,000, yeah. that was, uh, it's, uh, I saw kind of uh, LinkedIn post from Robin Deegan, and Rightly proud of everybody who got involved with that, and again, it just shows our club in its finest. Uh, some great people, some club, great you know. people work for our club, don't they? So it's yeah, well done to everyone. Fantastic, man. yeah, and, uh, yeah. And it's like the people that you know kind of got there and you know, really put it in, and that as well. It just shows what can be done, you know, when there's that community spirit. And yeah, we can have those differences with players and how the club's doing as you know, kind of on the pitch, but off it, we always come with thought, don't we? You could, could write that so many things over the years that we do, and uh. I've got two final things, which are just a little bit of fun. Um, So you can guess this online as well. So first one is, um, I'll say what the first one is, but we'll then we'll change it so you can think about it. If you could get a present or a gift for any town player, what would it be? So let us know online what that would be. Uh, So mine, for example, would be that new new contract signed by Harry Toffolo. Uh, and what's your favourite Christmas song? So let's go with a Christmas song first, because this is this is always a contentious thing. Because my favourite Christmas song doesn't really sound very Christmassy. So, mine's got to be uh, Mariah Carey. Isn't it? Are you a Mariah Carey man? Because no, you want to really like dance music, don't you? So is there some kind of like Paul Oakenfold Christmas version or something <laughs> that you're into? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. Like, Santa is a DJ or something like that. To be honest, I've got right into the Christmas stuff this time. Proper belting his songs out. Yeah, I saw you on Instagram. You had some, you had some good tunes on Instagram actually earlier. I saw that. Yeah, I was just a bit of a piss take that about that last Christmas because it just 
God, I gave it to David Wagner. I gave it to Toffel. Oh, <laughs> mate, so I've got... It to, I, it's just like, insert manager, isn't it? I've got, yeah. I, were going through, I was going through some of my videos to try and find something specific from a few years ago. And I found a video of you, Cosy, singing that I recorded it because I'm, I'm a knob like this. I recorded it from Instagram that you posted on Instagram. And it was you singing um, Upside Down, do, 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 Inside Out. I'm going to have to, let's see if we can tweet that, see if you'll let me tweet that out for Christmas Day. But it's absolutely belting. There's you with a drink in your hand, absolutely sourced up, singing it in the background. It's brilliant. Uh, my favorite Christmas song is uh, Space Man Came Traveling by Krista Berg. That is, uh, that's my favorite. It's a, it's a really good song that doesn't get played a lot. A bit deep, that, in it, though, yeah. <laughs> Spaceman came yeah. traveling. Decent. There's a reason why. Yeah. Uh, anybody online got any? No. Message retractor from Harry Hall? Maybe not. Uh, what would you get them? Christmas present for somebody? I've gone with a new, the new contract signed and sealed for Harry Tuff, from Harry Tuffalo to uh, the club. Uh, anything else? You guys, anything you could think of off the top of your head? No one's saying anything online. I think we've stopped watching now. Yeah, I basically, whether the past losing. Whoever's in charge of our music and PA, I'll just buy him some new records. Some Paul Oakenfold. Every match and stuff. He wipes some Cal Cox. You can tell we're doing all right with that from the stairs, right? From that as well. Music. Yeah. No, it's. Uh... It's all, uh, it's all good, man. What so, did you? Because you know what I'd get also. I mentioned it when I went to Madrid, but a big loud air and speakers. What would? Uh, on the microphone. Cosy, what did you think of like the DJ that they had during the Euros? You know where they had the DJ at the side of the pitch, like in tune with the fans playing stuff out. What did you think of that? Do you think that was a bit forced, or do you yeah, think it was a good idea? Yeah, I thought that was a bit forced. I, I went to a game last the other week in, in, in Madrid in similar set to the fair Carlshed Law and stuff but the difference was like you know sometimes we've said about RN where sometimes it's like three or four chance goal once where the difference is there they'll get a guy on a microphone it's not, not like it's age, but he'll kind of lead the one chant and everyone will join in where with that because it's quite a big area you'll get yeah. uh, and it's quite good you have to think on your feet because don't you because like I think that's just a bit thing we'll always stop to it but I noticed it's like you'll get one more in like I don't know you know, la, 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 and then then the back of the like, oh, this is a whale. Then you have to abandon that to start that whole chat. And do you know what I mean? It's just like... It's not easy, mate. It's not easy. Orchestra. Oh, <laughs> it's hard to be, yeah. I don't know how Catherine Dickens feels, mate, when she's in... Uh, Maybe we could get Poz. Poz some, uh, some of the orchestra sticks. I can't remember what they're called. The con- conductor yeah. sticks for uh, for... <laughs> yeah. You know, for the cow shed loyal. Maybe. Go on. Has he got a fire certificate, Poz? <laughs> a fire certificate for the North Stand. That would be quite a good Christmas present, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there you go what happened to Philly Snabisar Tom said I could play Philly Snabisar back to you Tom but I don't know if uh, if you want that we've actually got uh, a new uh, Christmas video coming out on Christmas Eve because uh, he's already rinsed me for that so uh, feed the ward it's called so uh, watch out for that On uh, it'll probably get banned within five minutes because it's it got some music so there we go. it just shows that Nabisar like we were waxing the lyrical it was from when we were giving it to the fans and we were loving it but it just shows how well we're doing that it's like he's having to wait Mm. But anyway, that's taking it back to discussion. So I'm not you ending. No, so, oh, Terrier72, Mike <laughs> says, uh, as for a present, it would be Aaron Moy on loan. I think everybody would love that, you know, a little bit of baldy goodness. There's a, we've, we've only got Cozzy delivering that at the moment. We need some from Aaron Moy, don't we? So come on, Poz, you've got away without this so far. So we're, it's all on you now. Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd probably deliver Carlos that number 10 that he needs, you know, just to just to give us that little bit more attacking impetus going forward. Um, 
And I think I think you just add that one player to a side, and we'll, we will look a totally different a different setup. And I believe that Carlos would play a little bit more attacking. So, Mr. Hoyle, January sales, you know, maybe just after Christmas, we can we can get somebody in. Here's to that, right? Unless Cosy wants to lead us out with a rendition of Phyllis Nabisar, I think that is the end of the podcast. Thanks to uh, the ten eleven people who joined us online to watch that. It wasn't really. Uh, wasn't really planned it's uh, more of a test episode for future future things so i think this has gone reasonably well hasn't it so i think we can uh, get back live um, and do more do more live episodes uh, so uh cause it get your mask off <laughs> <laughs> i'm not singing it you're not singing it but i'm not singing it all right i'll, I'll let i don't know what to sing how about last christmas i gave you my heart how about Singing it, mate. It's happening. Lisa Nabisa. Police Nabisa. Lisa Nabisa. Lisa Nabisa. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.